power to overcome it with a joy and a peace that what we're the outcome we're looking for may not be found here on this earth but for sure will be found in the eternal place of heaven so with that said uh let's go ahead and get into the show today uh i know i missed a week again uh god has been challenging me he has been working in me and showing me that you know there are still areas in my life that I have to work on strongly and severely uh, that I need to make a course correction. And uh, the way to do that uh, that I've been reading on and that he has been putting on my heart uh, through the different readings that I'm reading, through listening to the sermons of uh, pastors at my church and moving forward with the Bible study that's coming up, uh, is that I have to repent. I have to learn what true repentance is. I don't think that it's taught enough in the church today. Uh, that word is not <clears throat> used a ton in our churches today. Uh, you know, they talk about how we're forgiven, and we are. We are forgiven, and Jesus wants you right where you're at. He don't want you to change anything uh, when you accept Christ. He'll work on that, and that's where repentance comes in. The fact that we are able to accept Jesus Christ, and he starts to change in our hearts and in our minds that when we see things that we used to think were okay, uh, like one of my biggest ones is my language and my kids have God has used my children to, uh, show me that, uh, I need to correct the words that come out of my mouth. Uh, my children and I were talking about last night, uh, that they said I need to stop cussing so much and I agreed with them. And, you know, I look at it as, uh, I, like I told them, I said, I've been cussing for a long time, and it's become real easy. And it's uh, a bad habit that I've created. But through my children and through how they see things and through God working in me, I mean, it's a small area. We're just going to use that for an example because it's fresh. And we were just talking about this last night. But... You know, I have to repent of that and make it a heart change with inside myself to say, you know what, this is wrong. I need to watch the words that are coming out of my mouth. And that's applied to anything, whether whatever idol that you have set up, up above God and what his word says, you know, we have to repent of those sins. Some things that at the time or early on in our Christianity, we might not have thought were as sin but as repent means that we change our mind on things that we repent of the things that we didn't know before you know that we see now as we grow in our christian walk and our walk with christ that we have to have a heartfelt repentance for those sins and for those um i'm not gonna say crimes but uh for the lack of a better word at this point uh, that we have to re repent of those to God. And repentance is 
key to our growth in Christ. We don't have to repent before we're saved by Jesus Christ, but we do have to, as we grow in our Christianity, I do believe that we do have to repent of those sins. And I believe that we have to atone for those through our words and through our change of actions that uh, our belief in Christ grows in us. If that makes sense, you know, it talks about repentance in the Bible all the way from Job through Acts. And, you know, it talks about us repenting of our sins and repenting of those things that we have done wrong in the past that we see now because of our change of mind and our change of heart that we've had on those th on those things um that have hurt God because we are his creation and uh through repentance we see that we're probably not where we need to be spiritually because there's some things that when we come to the place that we have to truly repent and we feel it tugging on our heart that we have to be open and honest. Yes, we're forgiven of our sins, but repentance is a, like they say, it, I mean, it hits different. I mean, it's a different feeling. It's a truly heartfelt change. Some things that, you know, uh, we didn't see before again that were a sin against against God, you know, and I'm not, I'm not particularly saying that, you know, in certain moments that, you know, using the, dropping a cuss word here and there, when you hit your thumb with a hammer, uh, you know, that's, that's not what I'm talking about. What I'm talking about is the things that we have set above God overall in our lives. Uh, you know, for me, when I was, uh, younger, you know, it was women. Women were um, going out to the bars and drinking and and bringing home a female for, you know, a pleasurable standpoint. You know, I've had to repent of that. You know, I've had to apologize, first of all, you know, to God for that not being the right way, you know, to understand that marriage vows – uh, are sacred and they're created by God. But first of all, I had to realize what I took away from that other person. Because if I believe what the word says, and the word says that any person that you have relations with in a physical manner, that you are now married to that person. And I totally didn't understand that. And even though I'm forgiven of that sin, I still had to repent for it and apologize to God for that sin and that was a big one for me to swallow because I never seen it but as I grow and as I understand the character of God and who he is and what he is it makes a huge impact to see just how far off I was from his will by no means am I 
fully back in his will and do I still have things that I need to correct and do I have things that I still have to improve and repent of? Of course I do. I mean, we all do. I mean, it's a process. We're never going to be perfect on this earth until Jesus comes back. But again, in order for us to have a true walk with Christ and to live a life as a man with the leadership abilities of Christ, that we have to repent of those sins. We have to see the error of our ways, you know, and um, before I was talking about the church, you know, like I've said before, we are the church, men. We are supposed to be the leaders of the church, period. Like it or don't, that's the fact of the matter. And our actions can no longer be that of being quiet when it comes to what's happening in the world. Uh, and that starts with repentance and seeing the errors of our ways, repenting to God to give us the con when we repent to God, he gives us the confidence to step out and not worry about what we did in our past. <clears throat> he takes those things and he cleans them away. They're still there and we still think about them and we still know what we've done. But Jesus says when we, when we accept him as our Lord and Savior, then we don't have to worry about the past anymore, right? He'll use it to his, for good, not for bad. You know, so when we start feeling those feelings that we can't do something because or we can't say something because of our past, that's not what Jesus says, no. That's the time to repent. That's when we should repent is when those feelings come up that we can't do something. Then that's when we need to act on that feeling and, and repent to God and say, God, I'm sorry. I did not know that this is the, the troubles that I was causing. This is not what I had intended. And we're forgiven for that because we didn't know any better before we were Christians, you know, and as we. And it didn't have, maybe it didn't have the same meaning. Maybe you grew up in the church. I didn't. I was a true Gentile. I had very minimal relationship with Christ when I was growing up. And, you know, I've shared that before on uh, the show. And so I didn't know any better. But it still doesn't mean I, doesn't, I do not have to repent when I find out the evils that I did in the past, even though I'm forgiven. I still have to repent in my heart to say, you know what, God, I did do that, and I am sorry. Please forgive me, which I am forgiven, but and please forgive me and the hurt that I have caused other people or the trauma that I unnecessarily caused because I wasn't living in a way that was Christ-like. So, you know, it, it comes back, and once we start that repentance, we're able to step out and be bold in everything that we do. You know, it doesn't matter where we were, whether you spent 20 years in prison. If you have truly accepted Christ and have been repentant for the crimes that you committed against God, we're clean, and we have to trust in that, and we have to believe what the Word of God says. You know, and, you know, look, Acts 2, 38 says, and Peter said to them, repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the forgiveness of your sins, 
and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. So what it's saying is the first thing he says is repent, right? It's not a base. It's not an either or they kind of go hand in hand, you know, as you accept Jesus Christ and he has forgiven you of your sins and he now lives in your heart and we start to repent and ask forgiveness for the things that we've done. That's repentance, right? And that's where the Holy Spirit comes and sets in our in our hearts and our souls, right? Because once we truly give up those ways of the past, when we truly give up the acts that we didn't know, or I, mean, I can't say we didn't know because the imprint of God is on all our hearts, period. So, I mean, we all know there's a God, whether we admit it or whether we accept it. Uh, that's a whole different topic for a whole other show, but it's there in us, in our DNA. I mean, there's no denying it. You know instinctively that there is a higher power, and when we can give everything that we've done to him and ask, you know, for that forgiveness, it, it, it changes everything and allows us to be the men that God has called us to be. Um, you know, it's, it's a hard thing to see right now as I was thinking when I was talking about repentance, you know, um, I think all of us, the majority of men in this country right now have to repent for not being men. Uh, we look at the children we've raised. We look at the state of the world we're living in and it's easy to point the finger at the government, at the church, at whatnot. But men, it comes back to that personal responsibility. What have you said? Where have you stood up? Where have you interjected the truth of Christ? Not only in how you live your life, how we raise our families, right? I don't want to point out any individual book because I'm part of it. I'm part of the problem just as well as anybody else. Um, you know, I think that's one reason God gave me this show is that to bring out in me areas that I need to improve on. And as I learn those, I try to share them with you because we're all in this together, man. And we have to uh, take that responsibility. So when we look at the state of the world today, we better go look in the mirror because it's our fault. Through the children we raised, through the principles and beliefs that we allowed them to believe and not leading them to Christ first and foremost that, you know, they, that we didn't want to hurt our little kids feelings because that's what happened to us because that's the way our parents raised us. Right. I mean, they raised us hard. I, mine did anyway, you know, uh, with a lot of discipline in the home and like I said, it wasn't always physical discipline, but it was a very, um, firm and there were rules and there were guidelines and you didn't go over there and if you didn't step over those boundaries and if you did there was consequences to be paid well we took that and we're like oh i'm not going to raise my kids that way well we need to repent of that sin gentlemen because that is what led us to where we're at right now and the only way that we can correct that today is by standing up and, you know, telling our kids, hey, 
you know, I'm sorry, I let you down. That's not the right way to do it. And telling the world, hey, we're not going to do this. You know, we're going to repent of our complacency in raising our children and leading them to believe that life is a bunch of sunshine and rainbows when it's not. And men, when we're leading our young men to grow up, not to be afraid to say something, if it's wrong by what we've taught them and going with Christ and his word and his truths that are in the Bible, it's never wrong to speak up for what the world is doing against that or in their classroom. You know, if somebody's not treating somebody right, it's not okay to sit there and let somebody else trash and degrade another human being. And as dads, we have to teach our young boys now that that is not okay. We stand up for the weak. We protect the weak. We protect those who can't protect themselves. And that's a sin that we have to repent of is because if we look at today's society, it's our fault the reason we're where we're at. These people are so confused on who or what they are. And that's not even that's not even good. I mean, we see we all the sin that's in the world. We see all the 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 gun violence, the hatred towards other people is the biggest thing. Where's the love? Men, that's one that's one thing we have to repent of is not showing love. I mean, Jesus tells us that's the greatest commandment, you know. Love your love God with all your heart and love your neighbor as you love yourself, right? Where are we falling off on that path? Man, we I mean, I look at myself and I'm like, golly. Now that I learn what it truly looks like and what love truly is, man, I have to re- repent to God for that because I have failed on so many different levels. It's not even, not even funny. You know, it's sad because I look at the world that maybe my complacency at times has allowed this to become what it is, you know, and I I repent of that sin because it's just as much my fault as it is anybody else's. But now we see it and I and with my heart change and my life in Christ, I can no longer sit by and not say anything. No matter what my past was or no matter what it looked like or what a hypocrite it makes me sound like, you know, that's what is needed. I have to repent of those things that I see going wrong, the things that are my fault that I had control of, that God gave me some control of as a man, and own that and repent for my failure to follow through on what God wanted me to do in that situation, and I didn't. My failure to God as a man and standing up and taking the leadership position within my family, within my community, within my church, I have to repent of that sin in order for all of that to grow and to get better. Is it going to be easy? No, it's going to be ugly. It's going to be hard because we know we're hypocrites, right? Because we've done the same things we're telling people not to do. But that's what comes when the heart change comes from Christ. It doesn't matter what we've done in the past. It matters what we do today, right? Yesterday is yesterday. Today is today. And if you wake up, then you have a mission, first of all, to realize 
the repentance that is needed in your heart in order to fully follow through on what Christ has for your life. Once we take that and once we repent, and it's a daily thing, there's going to be new things each and every day that you're going to have to repent for, and that's fine. But when we repent and through the grace of Jesus Christ, the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, we have the empowerment to step out and to grow and start making the change today. It's not going to change overnight. It's a process. We all know this. We've lived through it. We've seen it. We know. So it's time for us as men to repent in our hearts of the sins that we know we have committed and to step out on the truth of Jesus Christ and that and to grow the family, the body of Christ. Right? Because that is the call of men is to grow the church. And the church is us. And it's not the corporate building, the building you go to on Sunday to get your worship on or your feel good. No, the church is men talking to men, telling each other the hard truths of where each of us need to step up in our game. And, man, we cannot be so caught up in ourselves that when another man tells us, hey, you know, you suck at this that we can't get our feelings hurt and don't want to talk to that man again. Cause that ultimately is the true form of love as to be able to tell somebody the truth in love for their betterment, not for an ego or pride issue within ourselves, but that we have to have those men in our lives that say, look, you're not living according to how Christ wants you to live. You know, even though there are areas in our lives that we know that, we're not living like Christ wants us to live. We need other men to call us out on that because it brings it to our attention. And that's how we get strong. And when we get strong and we realize where we're falling down, and then that brings us back around to repentance. And once our heart has repented of those things that are brought to the forefront in front of us saying, hey, you know, you suck at this. You're failing bad at this, right? Then brings to repentance once we repent we feel better we're clean and we understand we're empowered by the grace of god and once we're empowered by the grace of god then we can step out and make these statements so repentance is key in order for us to be the men that god has called us to be we have to admit that we mess up on the daily and that we are not perfect, we will not be perfect, but we are working to be like the one who was perfect. And until he comes back, none of us are going to be perfect. But that doesn't mean that every day that our goal is to walk as he walked. Doesn't mean we're going to be successful. But through repentance and grace and forgiveness, we can be, and it doesn't matter the fact that we messed up yesterday. When we wake up in the morning and our intent is to walk in the way that Christ walked and to be truthful and to stand up and say, you know what? You're wrong. They, them, he, she, it, what, be, whatever. Look, I'm not being insensitive to that, to that topic. I'm not being, I'm not, but you know what? I'm tired of it. 
I'm tired of the 0.01% of the population in the United States of America being so confused and so lost that they have to consider themselves an animal in order to try to fill a void that only God can fill. And men, it's our responsibility to step up and speak out at every opportunity that we have that they are wrong. You know, I mean, there's nothing wrong with saying, you know what? I love you, and I'm sorry you feel that way, but you're wrong. When you, I want you to know who Jesus Christ is because he's the only one that can fill that hole that you're trying to fill this nonsense with. And that comes from us being able to step out on that truth. That comes from our own repentance and our own freeing of our heart and admitting to God how bad we sinned against him, whether it be past, present, or whatever. Repentance can happen any time because when you change your mind about something and you change the way you want to live your life, then that is when we can step out and truly live how God wants us to live. And like I said before, man, you know, we are the catalyst for all things. Like I said, if Jesus came back tomorrow, he's not coming back to talk to the women. He's not coming back to talk to the kids. He's coming back and he's going to gather them in and say, what the heck are you doing with these people that I, I have given you the opportunity to lead and to guide and to bring to me? Where were you at this point? Where were you here? I put you in this situation so you could open your mouth and show me to those that I put in front of you. Man, I know that's one thing I have to repent of every day because I miss those opportunities. But I'm trying to be more aware. I'm trying to see that there is never not a perfect time to bring Jesus Christ into the conversation. Because everything, if you break it down to simple, like I said, I'm simple. Kids, keep it simple, stupid. That's the only way I know how to do it is the facts are the facts. Now, sometimes my presentation needs to be more from a loving heart instead of a prideful heart. But it does, you know, and that's something that I'm working on and that's something I've repented for. And that's something I'm asking Christ to show me because it's never been a part of my life. It doesn't mean it doesn't need to be. But I'm still working on that part. I am still asking for the strength to be able to speak the truth in love instead of just, bam, in your face, this is the facts. Now, that doesn't mean to change the truth or diminish the truth, but what it does mean is that I have to say it in a way that makes the person want to change, just like Jesus would have wanted to say it or how he would have said it. You know, and that's where I have to, that's where I'm at, you know, and that's one thing that I've had to repent for here recently is because I'm, I'm a pretty matter of fact, dude, uh, you know, but our pastor, uh, said something yesterday in church, you know, it, we have to get to that point to where we speak the truth that, but we can't do it in a way that makes us hard, that makes us not love the people we are speaking the truth to. You know, and we have to say it. How did he say it? He said it in a manner that was, you know, I'm sorry you feel that way, but, you know, that's not the truth and that's not the way it is. Instead of just saying, hey, you're a dummy and, you know, you're wrong. 
there has to be that teachable moment that we can bring that person through a thought process that changes, that makes them repent, right? Because a, a repentance is a change of mind. So how are we presenting the gospel of Jesus Christ in love and out of love that gives that person a way to change their thought process, right? That's one of the things I'm having to work on. That's one of the things I've repented for is because I'm not that guy. I mean, I spent a lot of years out of the church and not being in the church and not learning. So I'm having to do a quick study on actually what it looks like to uh, say things in a loving manner, even though um, from the heart, that's my intent, but your intent and your presentation sometimes don't always line up. So that's what I'm working on, and that's what I've been repenting on is uh, my lack of um, care at times, that the truth overcomes um, a person's feelings and realizing that uh, how I present it can either harden their hearts or soften their hearts to accepting Jesus Christ, you know, and me and I just, I know it's our position to change things. And my old way was, you know, Hey, let's just do it. Just say it. This is the truth. It doesn't matter what you think. I don't care. This is the, the truth, right? You know, the only person that I'm worried about loving me or accepting me is, is, is God. But I can't do that in a way that, harden somebody else's heart toward God. And I don't want to do that. So, you know, as we grow and as we take this walk together, that's something that we have. What is our presentation? Is it softening the hearts to allow somebody to open that door and allow Jesus in? Because all he needs is a small crack in the door, just a peek to see who it is to allow it into their hearts. And if we're saying in a way that, they don't open the door to peek, but they want to close it and bolt it up and put every barricade they can against it, then that's something that we have to change in us. That's something that we have to repent for, that we have to change our mindset on. You know, um, so men, just take a serious look at where you're at in your walk. Look back at the things that you now know because you've accepted Jesus Christ. Look at the things that you now know are that you need to repent for and repent to God. Repent so that we may be the church that he has called us to lead, that we are the men of God that he has created us to be, to lead the church, to lead the people that he has set in front of us to him, to strengthen them once they are in the brotherhood of Christianity, in the brotherhood of Christ, that we can still be the men that we have to be in a manner that is befitting the glory of God. And that starts with a repentant heart. And once we have that repentance and when we change our mind on certain things and once we see that 
This is how God wants it. It doesn't matter what man thinks, but this is how God wants it. And we can repent honestly in a heartfelt repentance, just like David, who was constantly in prayer and repentance to God for everything that he messed up. So should we be. And once we can do that and repent of those sins and those shortcomings that we have and that we will continue to have, but we will overcome it through repentance and prayer and begging for strength from God through the Son, through the Holy Spirit, then we can start leading as we do that each and every day. We can start leading the people he he has put in front of us to lead and to honor him through bringing more to the body of Christ. Man, I, I like I said, I'm, it's been a uh, tough road uh, here the last three weeks. Uh, this topic has been on my heart. I didn't know how to say it. I know I missed the show last week. I apologize again. That's two weeks. Um, but, you know, that that's something I have to repent for, too. This is something God put on my heart. And, you know, I've dropped the ball a couple of times because I haven't been working for God. I've been getting caught up in my own issues. So um, I have been on my knees and asked and repented to God for that shortcoming that he has given me a mission, and and I keep dropping the ball. And uh, I give you my word that I will do better uh, to make sure it is a weekly thing to uh, keep telling the truth as God puts it on my heart to share with you and my perspective on what he's sharing with me, that it may help grow you and, and, and change your heart as it has mine. Um, truly, I, I want each one of you that hear this show to get, gain a different perspective, a different, um, viewpoint of Christ that is from a simple standpoint because like I said before in one of the earlier shows that I don't believe the Bible was written for scholars I believe it was written for the simple people and we are the simple people but those are the ones he calls those that are one, one Jesus calls are not the ones that are worthy or righteous but the ones who our testimonies can make the biggest change and I truly believe and feel that. And, man, I hope that you, man, I pray that you are getting some value out of this show. It may only be one piece out of 40 minutes, but um, I truly pray that that it is benefiting your life. And I promise you to be better uh, in the quality and content of the show. Because I feel this is what God's led me to. You know, I may not be on a on a stage on Sunday preaching the word, but I believe he has led me to this avenue that to reach some people that may not be able to be reached through not going to church, not going through the corporate church to the building church. But this is something they may be able to listen to. And men, again, like I said, I'm not a big self-promoter. Um, but I do believe it is important. And if you think that this show is worth listening to, that you, uh, share the word with your friends and, uh, ask them to sub- subscribe. Um, uh, there's no monetary gain for me. It's just, uh, 
you know, I guess it's the pride thing of seeing that the word that I put out there is actually impacting somebody's life. And I am thankful for the opportunity to God, the father, the son, and the Holy spirit that each one of you that listen, uh, get something out of it. And it's by his will, not mine. He's just giving me a voice for whatever reason. But again, men, you know, as you go out and you do what you do this week, answer the call of men. <laughs>